Hey guys, what's up and happy Tuesday. This is Emily and I am back with another episode of the Yellow Podcast and I am so freaking excited. I'm in my kitchen like I was last week and we're just going to talk about stuff. We're, I don't really have an exact plan for this episode. I just thought that we could talk and maybe some good stuff would pop up. So we're just going to go ahead and start. Um, I just want to start off by saying... Um, on Sunday, I ran a 5K. Yeah, I know. Gross. <laughs> Those were my thoughts exactly after I crossed the finish line and felt like I was going to throw up. It was great. Um, haven't run a 5K in about a year because I run one 5K a year in honor of my first grade teacher who passed away to lung cancer. It was really sad. I actually really miss her. But they have a 5K in her honor every single November. And I run it every single year, wherever I am, rain or shine, I am always there and I will always run it because I do it in honor of her. But I do not run any other time besides that, which is probably why I felt like I was dying when I was on mile one. <laughs> but on, in, on the plus side, I did get fourth place in my age group. Um, I think I was supposed to get third place. No hard feelings. Kind of a little bit. But um, it was Okay. At least I almost won something, whereas my Cowboys did not win on Sunday, which is really, really sad because I really, really thought that they were going to win, but they didn't. It's okay. I ran the 5K in my jersey. I was repping Dak Prescott. Go Dak. I love him. But um, they didn't win. But that's fine because we can't always win in life. And let's talk about that. Um, we can't always win in life, but I feel like society makes us think that we have to constantly have something that we're winning at. We have to constantly be successful in everything. And that just leads into perfectionism. And I feel like perfectionism is unrealistic nowadays because everyone who real who thinks that they have to have it all put together and they have to be successful and everything has to be put in their place and everything has to be right in life, I feel like they just have a distorted and toxic mentality that society has given them. I mean, on TikTok, I watch so many TikTokers that look like they have their life completely put together. Like, for instance, Emily Mariko. I don't know if you guys have heard about her, if you've seen any of her TikToks, but um, she posts these amazing meal prep videos, shopping videos, cleaning her house videos. And I mean, I'm not going to lie, it motivates me to want to do that. But it also overwhelms me because it makes me feel like I will never be able to do it as good as she does it. Her house, her apartment looks so aesthetic. And it makes me feel like I can't do that kind of stuff. I can't have a clean place. I can't have an organized room unless it looks like that. Unless it's up to those standards. Unless my room is, like success, is as successfully looking um, aesthetic. Unless it has that like she does. Um, another person... Um, Lexi Hildago, I've mentioned her. I love her so much. Her TikToks, her travel TikToks, it, it makes, I know that social media makes everyone ha look like they have their lives together, and I cannot talk today once again, but I know that social media makes it look like we all have our lives put together when we really don't in real life. Nobody has their lives put together. Lexi just released a podcast yesterday about her anxiety and how her life is not always put together, even though she feels like she has to have it put together 24-7. I was just listening to her newest podcast earlier today. Love her. But that's another person that I, I watch and I'm like, her life looks so amazing. I know it's not perfect, but it makes me want my life to be more like that. But again, it can be so overwhelming with those expectations of, 
I have to have my life look like that. I have to be Emily Mariko. I have to eat like Emily Mariko. I have to go shopping like she does. I have to be able to travel and do everything that Lexi Hildago is doing unless my le- until my life can be as successful as hers is. And I'm here to tell you, and I'm here telling myself this as well, that is not true. You do not have to be like anybody else. And that's actually the beauty of being a human living on planet Earth, is that we were created to exist independently and uniquely. Say that again. We were created to exist independently and uniquely. We are not here to please other people. We are not here to copy other people's lifestyles. And we are not here to try to imitate and be everyone else. Because if our world was full of everyone being Emily Mariko, if our world was full of everyone trying to live like Justin Bieber, if our world was filled with me trying to live exactly how my parents lived, that would be such a boring world. We wouldn't know anything different. We would be like, oh, so we're going to sing at a concert today and we're going to a party after every single day. What the heck? That would be so boring. That sounds boring. But that's the, that's the greatness of having a unique and independent lifestyle is we were created to do our own thing. Like um, yesterday, I decided, hey, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to film some videos for a place I work for. And then after, I'm going to go get Starbucks. That was my unique life. Nobody else did that exact same thing that morning. And that, that gives me some gratitude, some gratification, some validation that my life is unique. It makes me feel good. I can wake up and go on TikTok. And this is going to sound stupid, but I can look and I can see how many people I inspired, how many people I impacted the day before. And that is something I can say I have done. Nobody else did that. And it's not bragging. That's just being proud of your life, being proud of your successes. But let's also be proud of the successes that we don't necessarily get as easily Or be proud of the things that we may not have succeeded in, or at least not how we thought we did. Like, for instance, the 5K I ran on Sunday. I went into it, not going to lie, with the complete mentality of, I'm going to watch the Cowboys game on my phone. I'm not going to even give a crap about the race. I'm just going to walk the race and run on commercials, and I don't care if I win. As soon as the horn sounded and everyone started running across the start line, I I got in a really competitive mood. I was like, I have to compete. Like, I want to place now. I don't want to not care. So I stuck my phone in my pocket, popped the AirPods in, and I listened to the game while I ran. And I ran. I have anemia. Like, anemia. The iron deficiency that makes you super weak, super sick all the time. Yeah, I have that. And I was cold running a 5K that I hadn't run for a year before that. So it wasn't the easiest thing to do. And I'm not going to lie, it was probably one of the most difficult things I've done in my life in a really long time. Um, Running three miles. I know. Wow. So difficult. But it was for me. And I was very competitive. I have a very competitive nature. Me and my boyfriend are always competing against each other in so many different things. Sometimes they're stupid. Sometimes they're actual. But I was very competitive during this race once I started going. And I was like, I want a place. I want to get a medal. I don't care if it's first, second, or third. But I want to walk away with a placement medal and not just a participation medal. And that's the mentality I had the whole race. I finished. I cried a few times on the course. I was proud of myself. I was really proud that I ran it. Um, I was crying. I almost passed out multiple times. I almost threw up a couple times. And my mouth tasted like blood and metal 
towards the end of it. It was, it was an experience and I would not recommend it to anyone else with anemia or anyone else who has not cold run, uh, who has not practiced for a 5k. Would not recommend it. But I finished the race. I crossed the finish line and I was like, heck yeah, 35 minutes. That's pretty good. I'm not going to lie. That's pretty good for someone who has cold run a 5k, hasn't run it in a year and has anemia. Like I was proud of myself. I was like, okay, you go girl. And my mom went and got my ticket stub and it said that I got third place. And I was like, oh yeah, let's go. Um, shout out to the computer systems that I guess just randomly decided to screw it up last minute. I did not get third. I got fourth. And that was not the success that I was aiming for. I was a little disappointed. I mean, I covered it up. I was like, you know what? I don't care. I don't care that I didn't place. It's whatever. But I mean, I, I kind of care. I kind of do. Because I, I had the mentality of I'm in a place. I even did. My paper said I did. And I didn't. And that's just the kind of example of our expectations of success. My, my expectation and my reaction went from I finished the race, I got third place, I did so good, to I didn't get a medal. And it's okay to be upset about that. I mean, you, you can be upset about that, but I finished the race. That's what I need to focus on, and that's what all of us need to focus on. Be proud of the tiny successes in your life. Maybe you didn't place a medal. Maybe you didn't get an A on that exam. Maybe you didn't get the guy to fall in love with you. Think about the little successes. One, at least I finished the 5K. I didn't pass out. I was motivated. I was determined. And I tried my best. I tried my best. And I did my best. I ran that thing like I was going to win. I ran that thing like a winner. And I am a winner. I am a winner. And... Same with grades, testing, stuff like that. You may not get an A, but at least you tried. At least you tried, and that's a success in and, in and of itself. Because now you know, hey, this is what I need to do better next time. This is what I need to prepare for more next time. This is what I can work on. You learn from your mistakes. You learn from those successes that you may not have done the exact way that you imagined. And same with people. Maybe you didn't get the guy. That's a sign, okay? If you didn't get the guy, obviously God has someone better in store for you. Obviously God has someone better in store for you. So let's kind of move into that. Let's talk about that. Because I know all of us have struggled at least one time with wishing that we could have somebody fall in love with us and we could have that happily ever, in, happily ever after ending like every Disney movie. Newsflash, Disney's overrated. Disney is overrated. Okay. Why do you think Moana never found somebody? Because Disney realized, like, oh, we don't always need a love story. Because love stories in Disney are so unrealistic. So unrealistic. They're great. I'm not going to lie. Tangled is my favorite movie. Out of all the movies in the whole world, Tangled is my favorite. I love Tangled. But Disney, society, they create an unrealistic view of how relationships are supposed to go. I mean, I, I see 12-year-olds getting into relationships nowadays, and that is so dumb. 12-year-olds don't even know themselves yet. They haven't even hit puberty. How are they supposed to handle being with somebody else? Like, there's a, there's a reason those relationships don't last. Same with 15-year-olds. I see that happen. I'm like, no. You need to know yourself before you get to know someone else, before you try to let somebody else into your life, before you have to, have, before you have to start caring about somebody else and letting them in. You have to know who you are. That is so important. 
So maybe you didn't get the guy to fall in love with you. Maybe you didn't get that one person that you thought was interested in you. There's a reason for that. One could be they're not ready and God knows it. Maybe they just don't, or maybe they do. And they're trying to hurt, save from hurting your feelings. I can't talk today. I need to slow down and I need to breathe. <laughs> okay. No, for instance, um, I was boy crazy, boy crazy in high school. Freshman, sophomore, junior, oh my word. I have a list on the notes in my phone of every guy I had a crush on since I can remember. And I continue to add to that list too. It's a long list. Like we're talking 40 guys and probably more if I could remember them, but I can't remember them. And quite frankly, I'm kind of glad I can't. But I'm going into the notes right now and I have 37 names. Some of them are repeat crushes, but there are 37 times I had a crush on someone from kindergarten all the way up till now. Does that sound familiar? Because I can assure you that you have probably had so many crushes as well. All of us have. And it's fine. It's normal to have a crush on someone as long as you don't always have the expectation of it has to work out. Because I can tell you, out of all 37 of those people, it only worked out with one. It only worked out with one of them. And that is my current boyfriend. Shout out to Michael. I love you. But no. It only worked out with one. So if that isn't a sign, then I don't know what is, because obviously you're going to have crushes and you learn from the crushes. You might even have small little boyfriends when you're like super, super young and they're just going to be lessons. Don't always have the expectation of, I have to be with this person because I like them. Just because you like them doesn't mean that that's who God has in store for you. That doesn't mean who, that doesn't mean that the person that you like is going to benefit your life and that you're going to get something amazing out of it. You never know. So don't get super sad. Don't let yourself be so dependent and so reliant on finding someone for yourself that you lose yourself. Because that's what happened to me a lot. I would be like, if the guy doesn't start liking me, then there must be something wrong with me. Because if I like him this much and he can't like me just a little bit, then what am I doing wrong? What's wrong with me? And that can be very, very hurtful because I feel like that's also why a lot of us and a lot of younger people nowadays feel like they're inadequate and feel like they are so self-conscious and that they will never be enough. And that's because they put so much pressure on having to be liked by who they like. Same with friends, having to be liked by their friends. It's toxic and we need to change that. We need to change that expectation. We need to change the mindset that all of these people, all of, um, all of us have. We need to change that. Something needs to change. Um, I was fully and completely invested in this one guy for seven years. Seven years. And it didn't end up going anywhere. I learned a lot, but it was painful. And I don't want anyone to have to go through that. And I mean, even though I learned so much from that, the amount of damage it did as well was just not good for my mental health. It did not contribute so much to my mental health. However, I did learn some good lessons from that. And after that, I learned that maybe I did not need to be invested in relationships that were not going to go anywhere, to not be invested in one-sided relationships. And that's what a lot of my crushes and a lot of the relationships that I was pursuing ended up being. I was in a lot of one-sided relationships. No one was giving me the love and the appreciation that I was willing to offer them. And once I realized that, my whole perspective and my whole outlook 
on relationships and on success of relationships and investing in them changed. That's where the light bulb came on. And I was like, you know what? I need to wait for somebody to give me that same attention, that same attraction, that same investment that I'm willing to give them over and over and over. And once I got that, my relationships started to change. My mindset and my expectations in those relationships started to change. I won't say that I had a few more unsuccessful attempts at having relationships. I had crushes on a few more guys after that. And by a few, there was probably a lot more. But I remember some intentional ones, some ones where I really wanted it to go somewhere. And I mean, they did not. Unfortunately, they did not. However, I'm glad that in the end, they did not go in the direction that I wanted them to go in. Because God obviously had a better direction for me to go. He had better ideas in store. He had a better plan. And it took me finally being willing to let go and let God where everything started to work out. And for me, that all started in the beginning of quarantine, which I know is kind of ironic because in the beginning of quarantine, we had nobody. The whole world shut down. We couldn't leave our houses. But that's where it started for me. I had a crush. I started journaling about it. I started praying about it every single minute I thought about this guy. And I truly believe that because of God, because I finally became more in tune with my emotions and more in control of my emotions, that I was not allowing myself to create unrealistic expectations and to create damaging mindsets that would ultimately lead me down the exact same painful paths I had been in before. And this one worked out. I am in a happy relationship. I am in one that is not one-sided. It's two-sided. It's me and my boyfriend. And it's amazing. And I would highly recommend it. <laughs> um, I would definitely say journaling helps so much. And if you want to take a few notes down, then here's something that you should take away from this, this, this episode of the podcast. Be willing to focus on yourself. Don't give more than you get. And I know that can maybe sound a little selfish, but when it comes to relationships, when it comes to investing time and energy and your life into someone else, make sure that you're getting the same amount. Because if you're giving so much that you are not feeling like you're getting the same or you don't recognize that you're getting the same, then something needs to stop. Something needs to change. You shouldn't be the one that gives so much that it hurts. That's what I used to do. I have friends that I know do that. And I know that it can be very hard. And it's very hard to recognize because when you're a naturally giving person, when you think that all you are there on earth to do is to give, it can be hurtful. And it can be hard to realize that, hey, maybe it's my turn to get something. Maybe it's my turn to get the effort instead of give it. And changing that mindset changes your life. It changes your life. And if I want you to get anything out of this episode, anything at all, it's that you are worth everything. Everything meaning you are worth waking up every single morning and being thought of by a million different people because you are an amazing human being and you deserve that. You are so, so incredibly, uniquely, and wonderfully made by God. And that's incredible. That's amazing. It is baffling to me and it is inspiring to me that God is able to create us, each of us differently. Because when you think about it, he could have just been like, okay, here's a girl, here's a boy. They're going to reproduce and their kid is going to be exactly like them. Whatever gender that comes out, 
is going to be exactly like them. No, instead, he gave us brain chemicals. He gave us personality. He gave us the ability to create our own unique selves. And he knows who we are. He knows who we're going to grow up to be. But he gave us the ability to choose. The power of choice. And that is where it falls. Choice falls into everything. Choice falls into the ability to choose what relationships you want and what relationships you need to get rid of. Some relationships can be very toxic. In middle school, I was in so many toxic relationships. In high school, I was in so many toxic relationships. In college, I've been in toxic relationships. And I'm not talking about boyfriend. I'm not talking about romantic relationships. I'm talking about friendships. We need to be careful how much energy we put into those as well. Because we also need to make sure that we're getting the same as we're giving in friendships. Because we deserve that as humans. We deserve that. Okay. I feel like we've talked a lot about this. I hope that you guys are getting some good stuff out of this. I know I am. Talking to y'all makes me feel so good. And I just keep thinking of more things to say. For instance, I've decided that I want to try some new things. I want to try some new things. And I've been inspired by so many different people. So many, so many different people. One of them being my literal sister, Hannah, which I will be uploading a podcast with soon. Very soon. We actually tried to upload a podcast um, on Saturday, but the audio decided to be difficult and it was unfortunate. But you know what? We're going to roll with it. We will fix it. We will change it. We will re-record and it'll be fine. But Hannah, she's one of the strongest people I know. She has been through more than anyone her age should have to go through. She has been through more than any human should have to go through. But she is one of my biggest inspirations. Hannah, if you're listening to this, I love you. You are my biggest inspiration. Hannah's amazing. She gives so much. She gives so much more than anyone I have ever known in my life. She has gone through the toughest things in her life. And even during those tough times, she will still be like, hey, how are you doing? Hey, are you okay? She will sit on a phone call with you for an hour and listen to you, even if tears are streaming down her face. Hannah is the strongest person I know. And she is still growing, as are all of we, as are all of us. I cannot speak. I have so many people that inspire me. I know so many people that give so much in relationships that it hurts. And we don't need to be, we, we need to be able to recognize this. We need to be able to do this. But Hannah, she's inspired me. She goes and works out at the gym in the morning, almost every morning now. That inspires me. Am I going to be able to get up at 530 in the morning, get ready and go to the gym at six? No, <laughs> no, that's not humanly possible. I cannot, I cannot physically wake up and be alive at 6am in the morning unless I have to. However, she has inspired me to try. Will I be joining her at the gym every single morning? No, no way. No way. At least not right now. But do I want to maybe join her in the gym maybe once a week at 6 a.m. in the morning? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Sounds fun. I might try it. Um, I've been inspired by multiple people, one of them being Alicia Marie on YouTube. She tries soul cycling. I heard about her lo- literally like years ago. And it just happened to hit me in the head yesterday. And I was like, you know what? I should try soul cycling. I should, I should actually look and see if we have one nearby. And we do. And now I'm like, I'm going to go try it. Maybe I'll try it with Hannah. And it sounds super fun. And I'm excited. It's something new. It's something that excites me. And it's something that I can give to my body that doesn't feel like a chore. 
it's something fun. And let's, let's talk about that for the few minutes left that I'm going to talk in this podcast episode. Um, I'm running out of breath. Um, this is your time to do something new. Try something new. Do something that you think might benefit your life. Do something that you think might actually fill your body with life and not make it die like it's a chore. Like I know a lot of us um, avoid working out and we avoid doing physical exercise and we avoid eating certain foods because it doesn't sound fun and it doesn't sound like something we want to have to deal with because it just isn't fun. I mean, that's why I don't work out. I've tried working out. I try const- I try continuously. I do actually have been trying a lot more re- rate oh my word I can't talk. Recently, I've been trying a lot more to like work out, get more of on more on a schedule. And I kind of am. But for me, it just isn't as fulfilling. And that's my that's what I want you guys to get out of this as well. Find something that fuels your body, whether it's food, a certain type of food, healthy food of course whether it's a certain type of exercise, activity, journaling, just find something that fuels your body that doesn't feel like a chore because you should never do something to look better or to be better that does not make you feel better. That's not the point. Working out does not exist to look better, to feel better. You have to feel better to look better if that makes sense. I want that to make sense because I want you to know that mindset comes before body. Mindset always comes before body. You cannot focus on your bodily health until you are mentally okay. Your mental health is so important. And that's what I want to stress here that we're going to have a whole other podcast on mental health sometime because I have struggles. I struggle with anxiety. I struggle with depression. I struggle with things that nobody knows about. And We're going to talk about that sometime, but right now I just want to stress your mental health is so important. And if you're doing everything to fix how you look, how you act, how people accept you and like you before you focus on yourself, you are not going to ever feel okay. You have to focus on yourself first. You have to look at yourself in the mirror, look beyond all of your imperfections and be like, I am a beautiful, wonderful God made me and I'm amazing. Like, you have to look at yourself and believe it. And if it takes time, which it will, look at yourself in the mirror every morning. Whether you believe it or not, look at yourself in the mirror and go, I am strong. I am beautiful. I am handsome if you're a guy. I am amazing. I am beautifully, wonderfully, and amazingly created by the only person, the only person who feels all of my pain the way that I do and more. You have to look at the mirror, look in the mirror and say that. And then someday, hopefully someday soon, you will believe it. You'll look in the mirror, you'll say those things, and you'll believe it. And then end it with, I'm proud of myself and I love myself. Say it to yourself. I love you. It helps. Mindset is everything. Once you've got the good mindset, that's where everything else starts falling into place. And that's where you get to decide what fuels your body. For me, I am excited about the idea of trying soul cycling. Soul cycling is expensive. So will I continue it? We'll see if my bank account finds the same joy in soul cycling as I might. But I'm going to try the cheaper class. I'm going to go once. I'm going to see how it is. I'm going to see how well it benefits me and make a decision from there. And even if I can't do soul cycling forever, at least I've had an option. I've tried something and now I can maybe go to a gym 
get on one of the bicycles there and do what I would have normally done in the class. There are options. I'm going to do stuff that fuels my body. I might pick up yoga. I might learn how to meditate, fuel the mind. Or I might just try to find workouts that I can do at home that are a little easier, that aren't super intense, and that they're workouts that I enjoy doing. Not because I want to fix myself, but because I want to fuel myself. I want to fuel myself with positivity. I want to fuel myself by getting rid of all those negative thoughts. I want to fuel myself by breathing in all of the yellow and breathing out all the gray. You breathe in the yellow, breathe out the gray. Inhale positivity, exhale negativity. Feel it, leave your body. It works. It helps. And we're going we're gonna to go on this journey together. We are going to go on this journey together. And I'm going to talk about confidence. I'm going to talk about how I learned to be confident in myself. We'll talk about that in a podcast, so let me know if you want to hear about it. But we will talk about that. We will talk about mental health. We will talk about everything, anything. But first, focus on you. Don't fix yourself. Fuel yourself to fix it. You have to be okay to feel okay. Okay? All right. All right, well, guys, this has been great. I love this. This podcast gives me so much fuel. This podcast makes me feel so good. And I love it. And I'm happy that you're listening. I'm happy you're here. And I love you. We're going to do this together. We're going to be amazing. And we should be proud of ourselves. Okay? All right. I hope you guys have a great rest of the week. I can't wait to see you guys. See you guys. I wish I could. I can't wait to hear from you guys next week. I cannot wait. I just want to take one quick second and mention that my Apple Watch just popped up a notification asking if I'm working out. I'm not working out right now. I'm just pacing my house. So, hey, it's something. At least my watch thinks I'm working out right now. I think that's funny. But all right, guys. Fuel yourself. Fuel your body. Fuel your mind. Don't try to fix everything all at once. Fuel yourself to fix yourself. You're doing great. I'm proud of you. And I cannot wait for you guys to hear next week's episode. I cannot wait to talk. And I can't wait to engage with y'all. So, we'll leave it there. I think we did good. We did good. All right, guys. Have a great rest of the day. Have a great rest of the week. I'm praying for you. I believe in you. I love you. We've got this. All right, guys. Bye.